Hey, welcome to the Bible Savvy Podcast, a weekly conversation on how to understand, enjoy, and apply God's Word. I'm your host, Eric Ferris, not Nikki Lucas today, and I'm joined by teaching pastor Clayton Keenan, and we have some special guests in the studio with us today. And before we introduce them, we just have to acknowledge that we this is about episode 56, 57, somewhere in there. So that's that's over a year. Over a year. And this is the first episode that Nikki, our host, is missing. Oh, man. So her streak is coming to a resounding splat. The streak is over, Nikki. <laughs> but we have two wonderful guests in the studio with us today. My daughter, my 10-year-old daughter, Katie, is with us. Say hello to everybody, Hi. Katie. <laughs> and Clayton's 11-year-old daughter, Annalise, is with us in the studio. Say hi, Annalise. Hello. So we have replaced Nikki with our daughters today. Uh Yay! Both Katie and Annalise (laughs) participate in Epic, which is the kids' version of the Bible Savvy Reading Plan, and so we thought they would be fantastic guests to join us today. And as is our habit, girls, we like to play a game to get to know our guests, and so Clayton has some would-you-rather questions for you. All right, here we go. All right, here's the first one. Would you (laughs) rather be able to move things with your mind or be able to read minds? I don't know if you I read. Them, I don't want to read minds. You don't w- don't want to read if minds. You more, if you read minds, you can see something you might not want to see. Ah. Like. Yeah. I, wanna, I would be able to move things because then you can move like heavier things. Also, what if I'm reading minds at the moment? My mom is thinking about the birthday presents she got me. Oh, so it would ruin surprises if you could yeah. read minds. Yeah, and but and then you it doesn't matter because your grandparents will steal them and sell them on the black market. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what? We have, we'll have to tell that story another time. Did I tell you about how? Oh yeah. Papa and Grandma sold my Beanie Babies. Yeah, we'll, we we we'll talk about that. But you'd rather move things with your mind. I'd rather move things with my mind because you can. I can move myself. <laughs> oh, that's easy. You can move heavy things. Yeah, yeah. but I can make myself float. And how do you make you? So float. With my mind? With your mind? (laughs) All right, how about this one? If you're going to hang out with someone for an afternoon, maybe you're recording a podcast or something fun like that, but you're going to do something fun, would you rather be with your mom or your dad? Oh, man, answer. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the the tricky part. Your dads are right here, but your moms could hear this. So. Oh, heck. (laughs) Um. Katie. Mom does not listen to this podcast. I probably... Well, she listens to some of it with you. Uh, okay. We're they are squirming in the they podcast are, they, studio. This is the, the, we've made them very uncomfortable. So you want to hang right, out? What if I, I threw in your sibling? You can no, pick a sibling. No, 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 no. <laughs> go to the original question. Okay. Mom or dad? Wait. So hanging I'm out for an afternoon. Dad? You want to hang out with your mom or your dad? Dad. Oh! Dad. Oh! <laughs> Dad does more fun stuff, but mom is like chill. <laughs> She's my chill person. <laughs> See, dad, you buy me ice cream. <laughs> Clayton, does your wife listen to this podcast? No. no. No, she doesn't. Then we really have nothing to celebrate. Yeah. You but still do. We'll get, we'll get no bragging rights. I'm going to make her listen. To make this. her listen to this one. I'm sure she'll listen to this one. That's a good idea. I just I'm chose scared. one because I have to. Oh, no. Mom is probably going to listen to this because it has me in it. That's, that's probably true. This will be the first full episode that mom listens to. Okay, everybody. Well, oh, no. we are in the Gospel of John, and today we're going to be in the uh, Gospel of John, chapter 10. 
And I am not only the fill-in host for Nikki today, but I am also comma guy. So here is some context. The C in the comma method is context. And so just want to remind everybody of what a gospel is. We have four gospels in the New Testament. Each of the gospel writers is introducing people to Jesus, but they're each doing it in a slightly different way. Each gospel writer has a particular audience that they are thinking about and a certain thing they are trying to accomplish. But in general, Gospels are trying to introduce us to Jesus, which means we are going to see in the Gospels things Jesus did, things Jesus taught, and how people respond to Jesus. So the Gospels are normally inviting us to consider who is this Jesus and how are we going to respond to him. Now, we have in the Gospel of John... John very specifically tells us why he wrote his gospel. So uh, Clayton's going to read that for us. Yeah, so this comes towards the end of the gospel in John 20, uh, verse 30 and 31. It says this, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. All right, so John wants us to have life in Jesus' name. The inference there is obviously, if you don't believe in Jesus, that you do not have the life that he is offering. And so this is a bit of a high stakes thing. And so I thought, as I was reading through the NIV study Bible, I noticed something that, that caught my eye. And that is, if you, if you start around John chap, the Gospel of John chapter 5, and you just read the headings, it gives you a really good summary of what is going on in the Gospel of John. So remember... John is writing down things that Jesus did. He calls them signs. And every time Jesus performs one of these signs, it tells us a little bit about who he is. We also have things Jesus taught, and then we have people responding in different ways to Jesus. So Clayton's going to read just the headings, starting in John chapter 5, all the way up to what we're going to be talking about today. All right. We've got the healing at the pool, the authority of the sun, testimonies about Jesus, then Jesus feeds the 5,000. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus walks on water. Many disciples desert Jesus. Jesus goes to the festival of tabernacles. Jesus teaches at the festival. Division over who Jesus is. The unbelief of the Jewish leaders. Dispute over Jesus' testimony. Dispute over who Jesus is. Dispute over whose children Jesus' opponents are. And Jesus' claims about himself. And it has a man born blind. Jesus heals a man born blind. The Pharisees investigate the healing and then spiritual blindness. And then we get up to the reading we're doing today. All right. So Clayton is going to read our passage today, which is John chapter 10. We're going to get some more teaching about who Jesus is. All right. Jesus is talking about himself here. And he says this, very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought them out all when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from him because they don't recognize the stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees didn't understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. 
They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and he runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not from the sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall, find one, there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I receive from my father. The Jews who heard these words were again divided. Many of them said, He is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But the others said, These aren't the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Which is referring to what Jesus had just done in the previous chapter, which leads up to this teaching. Jesus was uh, giving someone, someone sight. All right, so, girls... Yeah. Pastor Clayton just read that, and now we're on to observations. So we just look at the text we're reading, and we ask the question, what do we see? So what is something that maybe you learned about Jesus in this or something that just kind of stuck out to you? There's a lot of sheep and shepherds and that's sheep what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. A lot of sheep and shepherd talk. I think that the shep- it says in the passage that the shepherd is Jesus, but in it. I think the sheep are the people, but what uh, what is the sheep pen? Because oh, what is the sheep some, pen? Good it says question. Some sheep are outside of the pen. That's a, that's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. So, so you have a sheep pen, right? So you have the fence around the pasture, yeah. and that would be the sheep pen. And you have a shepherd, and sometimes the the shepherd or the hired wat, wat, watchman sometimes were watching the sheep for other people. So sometimes there were multiple flocks of sheep in one pen. Um, but yeah, the pen, that's a good question. The pen is the fenced in area and Jesus is the shepherd and people are sheep. What did you see, Katie? It looked like you were about to say something or were you just licking the microphone? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was licking my lips actually. Oh, that's it. Just licking your lips. <laughs> Giggles. Giggles in the podcast studio. Okay. What else do we see, Clayton? Um, I, I was struck by the fact that it said that uh, the good shepherd will lay down his life. And I, that's, you know, normally you don't think of that, like you, you got to really love something if you're going to lay down your life, if you're going to die for it. And uh, Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. And the difference between me and the other people is that I'd actually die for my sheep. Whereas the other people, when trouble comes, they, they run away. He did die on the cross. Yeah. And, and at this point in the story, he hasn't done that yet. So he's kind of, he's kind of giving a preview of what he came to do. You know, bum, he's telling bum, them. Bum. <laughs> hey, I'm the sound effects guy. You leave that job to me. Runs in the family. Whatever. <laughs> Don't do my job. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, so one of the things that stuck out to me is that Jesus is playing two roles in this story. I don't know if you girls saw this, but he said he's the shepherd watching over the sheep that protects the sheep. 
And the gate. And he's the gate. How can he be both? And what do you think that... Ready? I want to just lay <laughs> yeah, it on what you. what does this mean? What does this mean? How could Jesus be both the shepherd that watches over the sheep and uh-huh. the gate? He's God. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for church answers. <laughs> hmm. Good question. What's a gate? What do you think the gate is used for in a sheep pen? I keep the sheep in. Okay. How you get to so they can't run away. the sheep pen. So maybe it means that he's the shepherd, so he's telling people about God, and then he's also how they get into being with God and in heaven. Oh, man, wow. you are dancing all over the good answer. What? So, okay, let's say, so you have a sheep pen. You can't see this right now, but there's a lot of wiggling. There is a lot of wiggling and dancing going on. like literal dancing going on. This was either one of our best ideas or our worst ideas so far in Bible Savvy Podcast history. All right, so use your imagination here. You have a fence around the sheep pen, and that's where they keep the sheep. But sometimes they need to let the sheep out to go to pasture and eat. Okay. Okay. How would the sheep get out of the pen? By opening the gate. <laughs> by going, by going, by going through the gate. Jumping okay. over the wall. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say, um, going through the fence, like dig a hole. <laughs> Can sheep dig? No, sheep can't dig. You have a fence and they have holes in them. They can just slide their bodies out. <laughs> okay, let's just, let's assume that it's a good fence. Yeah. And, well, oh. and a- actually, in in the place and time where they were, they would often be built of stone. Like they would actually be more like walls, and there would be an opening they where, all, where that gate. They get a pickaxe. <laughs> <laughs> they all team up and stack on top of each other. Oh, the sheep would just. I see what you're saying. Like they would get on each other's backs and then jump over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So the, nor- I don't know how the normal way that sheep would get out of the pen is to go through the opening in the wall or the fence. That's which why is- I said the right. gate. I know. I know. You said it like two minutes ago, but then you started saying crazy things like them, digging <laughs> holes or. You said to use my imagination. Play. That's that's right. You did. Oh, I did. I did say use your imagination. Okay. So in this, Jesus. Making is- up scenarios. All right. So Jesus teaching, and he's trying to teach people about who he is which is the point of the Gospel of John. Who is this Jesus and how am I going to respond to him? And he says he's the shepherd. And he describes some of the things about himself being the shepherd. Okay, so let's do some observation here. He said the sh- he is the kind of shepherd that is different than just someone that's hired to watch the sheep. And what did he say is the difference? The hired hand ran away when the wolf came, but the shepherd was like going to give his life. To save the sheep. Save the poor middle lamb lamb. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right, so the, the true shepherd of the sheep that really loves the sheep is not going to let any harm come to the sheep. No. But a person that's just hired, here, I'll just pay you 10 bucks an hour to watch my sheep. If okay. something really bad starts happening, he's probably just going to get out of there. He's going to say, this isn't worth it. I don't care enough about these sheep. I don't care enough for $10. Exactly. How, yeah, that's hour. right. Yeah. Okay, so Jesus saying he's the good shepherd. All right, let's go back to the gate now. If the, if, the, if, the, if the sheep are in the pen, why is the gate important? What is the, 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 the gate keeps the sheep in. Yeah. But what does the gate keep out? Um, predators. There you yeah. go. Humans. Okay. Other Children. Sheep. Okay. Other sheep. What would That's you possible mean? too. Other sheep get kept out. Yeah. Okay. Now, if the sheep want to go out of the pen, 
How do they do it? Through the gate. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so all of the all of the <laughs> all of the food and all of the provision and all of the life, the sheep have to come and go through the gate. So when Jesus says he's the shepherd, it's all coming and going through or when he says he's the gate, it's all coming and going through him. And when he says he's the shepherd, he says he's the one that's watching over the sheep. Yeah. All right. And there's, there's also that sense of protection. I, I really like that, that he keeps away the predators. And there's predators in the passage. The it talks predators. about a wolf, talks about a, a guy who's going to come and rob, you know, and steal the sheep away. And so... Don't humans eat sheep? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. it, it gets a little tricky when you realize why they're keeping <laughs> the sheep. But they probably kept the sheep for, for wool sometimes, but maybe they ate them. But in this case, the, sh- the shepherd yeah. really cares to preserve his sheep. He wants to, he yeah. wants to keep them I'm safe. I'm going to save my lamb lamb. Save your lamb lamb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more observation here before we move on to message is uh, I see that it's talking about the sheep know the voice of the shepherd, right? So if you had a person that was overseeing the sheep and he's talking to the sheep, they come to know his voice. And so if another shepherd shows up and just starts talking to the sheep, the sheep probably aren't going to respond quickly because it's an unfamiliar voice. Person. So that's right. I think it's also worth noting the the contrast he has here between the shepherd and the hired hands. So he's he's talking to this group of Pharisees. And do you guys know what the, the Pharisees did? Do you guys yeah, kind of know what they're like the religious leaders? Yeah, so they're they're people who are like, Oh, we're we're, you know, responsible for teaching people and we're gonna tell them what they should think about God and what they should do. Kinda like pastors. Kinda like pastors. And so they so Jesus says, you know what? There's these people who are supposed to take care of the sheep, and they're supposed to look after them, but they're kind of not doing a great job. Like, they kind of run away when there's danger, and they don't really care about the sheep that much. But when the true shepherd comes, when the good shepherd comes, which is Jesus, mm-hmm. he's going he's gonna to love the sheep so much, he's going to lay down his life for the sheep. So he's kind of comparing. So when the Pharisees are hearing this, and, and he's saying, there are some people who are supposed to be taking care of the sheep, and they weren't doing a good job. How do you think the Pharisees felt about that? I don't think they realized because it says Jesus used this figure of speech for the Pharisees to understand what he was telling them. But then they probably understood, like, oh, he was talking about us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, are we the bad guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <did you> <laughs> <wrong>? Whoa, <laughs> she is totally your offspring, man. You say that all I the do. time. I do. She's probably heard me. She's yeah. probably heard me say. Wait, use, the, yeah. use the term bad guys. <laughs> to talk. Hey, wait a minute. I'm the bad guy in this story. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard your dad say that? No. No? Oh, I'm sure. I, yeah. I, you probably have. Man, because I do it a lot. That apple has not fallen far from the tree. That is for sure. I'm not an apple. <laughs> 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 talk, she's not an apple. This is what happens when we bring our kids, Eric. This is great. We're talking to very literal humans yeah. <laughs> and, reading an ex- and reading an extended metaphor in the Bible. We're not apples and we're maybe, not non-living things. Maybe we, we, should, maybe we things. should go on to message. Yeah, we should, go on yeah. To, we should go on to the message. So, What do you do in message? So that's a good question. So what we do in message is we ask ourselves, what is a message that we can get out of this portion of the Bible? So what does this portion of the Bible teach us? So if you had to make up a message based on what we just read, what would you say? About this passage? It has to be about this passage. (laughs) (laughs) 
bad guys can't take care of us. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus takes care of us. That's, How that's about, what shepherds do. Or Jesus takes care of us and bad guys won't take care of us. There you go. Jesus. Even if they pretend that they will. Clayton, what's the message you see in this text? Uh, the message I have here is, how about this? We can trust Jesus because he chose to lay down his life for us. So I think, I think you're thinking about the shepherd here. Like, who should the sheep trust? Like, that's the question. Like, if you're a sheep, do you trust the hired hand? Do you, you know, this guy sneaking over the wall? Like, who do you trust? You trust the shepherd because when the danger comes, he'll lay down his life. And so I think the idea is we know we can trust Jesus because he'd give everything for us. He'd sacrifice for us. Mm. I trust the person who I know. Yeah. Not yeah. the stranger. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yes. And the sheep know. Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for a good sound effect for that, but that, that was that a was good a sound effect <laughs> all, all on its own. Go you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, the message I, I get out of this text is that the sheep can learn to know the shepherd's voice. Mm. Uh, and that is that is something that we develop over a period of time, just like sheep do with an actual shepherd. The more that you hear the shepherd talk, the more that you, you recognize the shepherd's voice. And so reading the Bible, um, hearing the voice of God in terms of your prayer life, uh, promptings from the Holy Spirit, like these are all very real things where the sheep get to know the shepherd better and better, and we can really learn to know his voice. And that is why the second M in the comma method is meditation, which is just prayerful thinking. So this is the part of the comma method where we take our Bible reading and we combine it with our prayer life. And so we are reading the Bible and then spending a few minutes praying about it, thinking about it, asking the Holy Spirit of God to help us think his thoughts and see things that he wants us to see. And so in the podcast, we take 45 seconds to do this. And so today, here's what we are going to meditate about for 45 seconds. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not that kind of meditation. You didn't really explain it, so. I just oh. explained it. You just weren't listening because I'm your dad and you don't listen when I'm explaining stuff. You talk too much. You, <laughs> you do know that people intentionally download this podcast just for the point of hearing me and Pastor Clayton talk about these things, but you two. <laughs> Our kids can't imagine they, they, that well, anyone would intentionally so want like, to listen to please. us. You never finished that sentence. You I, just said you two. Cliffhanger. <laughs> I guess the audience will have to tell us if this was a good idea or a bad we, idea. We, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Say, we'll find out. Let's do idea. it again. It's a good idea. Yeah, let's do it again. Let's do it again. You know who's not going to like the fact that you two were with us today? Mom. No. Grandma. Mom. No. All, My your, your, mo- your moms and grandmas. Really yeah. Yeah. That. Your siblings no, aren't going to like it. <laughs> so <laughs> Katie's older sister, Erin, really wants to be on a podcast episode. And Katie got in here first somehow. I get to do it first. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Meditation is prayerful thinking. So we read the Bible. And then we prayerfully think about it and ask the Spirit of God to help us think his thoughts. What does he want us to get out of the passage today? So today we're going to meditate on this thought. The sheep can know the voice of the shepherd. 45 seconds.
Okay, so we're to the A in the comma method, which is application, which is the so what question. What are you going to do about what you just read in the Bible? So Katie, what is your application? To trust God and to not trust strangers because God will help you. Very good. Annalise? Make sure you're trusting in Jesus and not people or things that are pretending to be Jesus. Wow, very, very good. good. All right, Clayton. All right, and I'll, I'll make a little bit of an application as we kind of move to the end here. Um, when we talk about listening to the shepherd's voice, one of the ways we do that is through what we're doing right now, reading the Bible and hearing what God has to say in that. And uh, even we, we brought our daughters on here for the fun of it, but it's also um, part of illustrating what we do here as a church and what the uh, Bible Savvy program is about and the kids' version, which is called Epic, is about. It's about all of us as a church family and as families at home figuring out how do we listen to God? How do we hear his voice by studying his word and enjoying it, applying it, and all that? So uh, if you are in uh, our area around Christ Community Church, we actually have a program called EPIC. It's kind of a midweek program on Wednesdays that we have uh, that helps uh, kids and families do this. So uh, if you are in the area, you should check that out. Um, Another cool thing that is coming that will help us with this, uh, we have just released a Bible-savvy app that you can find if you go on uh, the Apple uh, App Store or uh, Google Play, you can find uh, the Bible Savvy app, just search for that, and uh, you will be able to get that. And what's cool about this is uh, it's a place to journal your thoughts about the readings, uh, follow the comma method. It's got links to all the resources we've got available. You are able to share with other people your thoughts um, and record those things and do it in community. Uh, And it's got a way to switch over to the epic reading schedule, which is slightly more kid-sized versions of the readings. So if you're doing it as a family or you've got uh, kids who are in epic, uh, you can find the readings for that as well, and you can record thoughts uh, for that as well. Wow. I didn't know the app was going to have that in it. That's pretty solid. Boom. All right. Well, I have have to do... Sound effects are my job. <laughs> They're my job now. Everybody that has been listening to this podcast for a long time knows that it is my <laughs> job. Talking about apples not falling far from the tree. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. I only listened to one episode and you didn't do any sound effects. We are t- apples. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you know what I have to say to both of you? You're fired. <laughs> we're, we're bringing... I'll find my way back. <laughs> we're bringing Nikki back next e- next episode to replace you two. <gasps> I know. You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. All right. I don't know. I don't know if this episode was a smashing success or. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two is true, but either way, we are wrapping it up. So I'm going to do Nikki's job. Thanks for listening, everybody. Join us again next Monday for a new episode. We'll be looking at another passage from the Bible Savvy Reading Schedule. And in the meantime, if you're not following along with the reading plan, check out BibleSavvy.com to download it and start reading along. Also, you can subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Email us your questions or suggestions at podcast at BibleSavvy.com. Lastly, tell your friends, and we'll talk to you next week.